welcome to the Should I Go See It podcast. I'm your host, Bill George. With me, as always, AJ Rebecca. What's going on, Bill? Hello. Hello. Today we are talking about I, Tanya, directed by Craig Gillespie, starring Margot Robbie. What's this about, AJ? Yeah, Tanya Harding rises through the ranks of competitive figure skating only to find disgrace when her husband tries to eliminate her rival. Bill, should I go see it? Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. a great movie. This was a fun, fun, entertaining movie. Uh, we both saw it. We did. I think we both really enjoyed it. Yeah, the first time I saw the trailer, I immediately was like, as soon as I can watch that, I will. Because yes. it looked great, and it was great, and I'm super happy about this film, and I can't wait to talk about it with you. Have you seen the the 30 for 30 from ESPN podcast, or documentary, excuse me, called The Price of Gold? No, but growing up when this happened, my father insisted that Tanya Harding was white trash, and that was the reason why she disgraced our country. <laughs> so that's that's, and I was always thought growing up like, no, she's an American Idol, she can't be white trash. And then I watched this movie, and I was like, oh fuck, Tanya <laughs> Harding was white trash. Well, that goes exactly into the narrative from the Price of Gold documentary, where they talk about the image of the two figure skaters and how Tanya Harding was perceived by the public as white trash. Yeah. And Nancy Kerrigan was the uh, favorite daughter she was of a, upscale. She was like a doll. Right. She was like a America's sweetheart. Yeah, she had I her, didn't know that. She practiced in a private rink. Tanya Harding had a pr- practice in a mall rink surrounded by people. Like Really fascinating stories. Great dynamic. You, you have to watch the 30 30 Price of Gold if you haven't. I, I think it's a, a great companion to this movie and it kind of kicked off this reinvigorated interest in the Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding story with that documentary coming out, then this movie, a lot of 2020 and pieces like that. Oh, it's about rehashed. It. Yeah, I mean, and when we talk about, you know, the this image of, of Nancy Kerrigan, and I think going back on the point that my father made so, <laughs> yeah. so aggressively, <laughs> is that uh, she's a local girl. She, sure. she grew up in the Boston area, so I'm pretty sure that's why there was a little bit of a stigma around you know, Tanya Harding and her, her rough around the edges <laughs> uh, look yeah, persona. mentality. So let's talk about it. Margot Robbie plays Tanya Harding. And she is phenomenal. She's great. Yeah, she anchors this movie. Uh, she sells the hell out of it. Like, she is what makes this movie work. Uh, but that's not to take anything away from the fantastic support she gets from Allison Janney and San- Stan Sebastian uh, as well. Every character in this film is written extremely well and yeah. acted very well down to the two um, guys that put the hit on Tanya Harding. Yeah, yeah. They're just idiots and they're written like idiots and they're yeah. performed like idiots. But again, like Allison Janney, um, who, I mean, for those who don't know, she was in The Help. She played the mom in Juno, does a wonderful performance. Yeah. West, as Most known for probably West Wing. Yep, does a great performance as um, um, playing uh, Tanya Harding's mother. And then to me, my favorite in the entire movie, do you know who that was? Uh, the bodyguard? Yeah. the Sean, the bodyguard, Tanya Harding's bodyguard played by this guy called Paul Hauser. I don't know anything else he's in, but he was yeah. amazing. He brought the house down at the theater I was in. Uh, I saw it at a packed, packed theater and everybody was just in tears laughing from, from him, his performance, his antics. He was 
the standout for sure. No, there's a lot of people. I mean, it's it's to me, this is a a a comedy movie. It's it's a yeah. it's a biography, but it's it's a comedy. There's a stylized a lot of, biography. There's a lot of people that can't separate the fact that it is a comedy, and they're going into it thinking it's a drama, but in reality, no. it's a comedy. And that's where a lot of the backlash or the critics are being are, I guess, riffing right now. Yeah, it's it's definitely a stylized biography. It is it, it is an exaggeration of true events, presumably true events. They, they actually lift from interviews that were actually done with these, uh, the real life uh, people involved in the story. They basically recreate some of those interviews yep. uh, in the movie. And the movie's also narrated throughout um, from Tanya Harding's perspective, uh, which I like. The only thing that I thought was a little odd was even with the narration, they also did a little fourth wall breaking where in the middle of a scene, uh, Margot Robbie will turn to the camera and continue her narration loved it. in the moment as opposed it. to just continuing the narration. I loved it. Which I thought was like a little distracting, a little flashy, a little showy from the direction. But uh, the direction of the movie in general was great. I mean, it moves. It's paced, paced very, very, very well. well. Yep. Uh, lots of cutting, lots of locations. It just keeps you on your toes, yeah. uh, which keeps it entertaining. There's throughout. a couple of really good scenes. I thought the way they did the the actual scenes on ice were shot and directed very well for something that I, I would assume would be pretty hard to do. It's interesting you say that because that was actually on my list to talk about next, which was one of my my hits on the movie. Distracting? Yes, distractions. There were two major distractions for me in this movie. And one of them were the skate scenes because I felt like you could see a lot of the seams because it was like there were basically three things at play. There was some body double doing the figure skating with yeah. Margot Robbie's face superimposed. Yep. And the whole thing is like on a green screen arena. You can tell the audience. Yeah, the and there's probably is, some CGI is, thrown is, in there, there too. A lot of CGI. Yeah. So it, it just that felt weird to me. If there's only two of those elements, maybe I'd they'd, I'd buy it, but all three sure. of those things being fake and then coming together just was distracting to me. Okay. Um, the other thing that distracted me a little bit was the soundtrack. Uh, what, the f fucking powerhouse 80, 80s hair yeah, metal yes. was distracting? Yes, because it was every scene was just a new riff from a song you've heard on ZLX before, just like over and over and <laughs> over. It's like bad company and... Bon Jovi, I don't even know. It's every song. Listen, there's that's nobody out there that heard. hates 80s music more than I do. Like, Bon Jovi is a piece of shit. <laughs> like, I just don't like 80s music. But I thought it was the uh, perfect um, partner to this film. I thought it was too much. I thought it was just screaming in your face hey, this is a time. A timepiece. It's like this is a uh, period piece set in this time frame. Here, here's another hit to make sure you know that. Similar to similar to the way Guardians of the Galaxy mind all the greatest music from the 70s. Oh, that was, that was, I thought that was good. Yeah, one other thing I just want to mention is this felt very Scorsese to me. Uh, I feel yes. like Craig Gillespie took a lot of notes from something like Goodfellas where a lot of narration, a lot of cutting. The fourth wall breaks. Like It reminded breaks. me so much of Leo and the Wolf of Wall Street is yep. that they would be in the middle of something so action-packed and you don't know how they would break away. And she, Margot Robbie just like Leo does, will turn the camera and and kind of take you out of it to pull you right back in, which yeah. I thought was a huge nod to Scorsese, and it was uh, that done pretty well. Yeah, that would be my other recommendation if you're looking for another movie that might be similar, at least in terms of style and and things like that, would be Wolf of Wall Street. Also based on, you know, loosely based on someone's biography, also narrated, also a very quick cutting. Uh, I think that would be another uh, recommendation. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see where... Um, Craig Gillespie takes it from here. I mean, he did Lars in The Real Girl. He also did The Million Dollar Arm. Um, and I'm just excited to see where he goes with 
his uh, career because I'm, I'm pretty pumped after watching this film. Yeah, very talented. So thank you for listening to the Should I Go See It podcast. Please subscribe and follow on Instagram at Should I Go See It. Oh,